This is Planet Money from NPR. Do you want us to introduce you in this story with your baseball walk-up music? No, 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 you don't, no, we, okay. don't, no, no we don't need that, no. Okay, we, we might do it to you anyway, just warning you. Okay, <laughs> okay. I first met Logan Ice at baseball spring training. That's the practice time before baseball season starts. You've been with the Indians? Yeah, drafted by the Indians in 2016, yes sir. Logan is 24 years old. He plays catcher, and he's built like a catcher. He's square and muscular, picture like a 9-volt battery with legs. Three years ago, Logan was playing college baseball. He was eligible to be drafted by a Major League Baseball team. And if you happen to turn on the TV on the night of the draft, the baseball experts really liked Logan. Logan Ice, uh, they say he's one of the best all-around catchers in this draft. A switch-hitting catcher, always uh, tough to find. What do you think of uh, OSU's backstop? I think he's got savvy. I think he's got athleticism and agility behind the plate. I like this as one of the better college catchers out there. The Cleveland Indians ended up drafting Logan. They liked him so much, they paid him an $850,000 signing bonus. Which is a lot of money, but if things went well for Logan, he could make so much money that that bonus would look like birthday card cash. There are big leaguers playing Logan's position right now who make $20 million per year. But the way this works, new players like Logan don't go straight to Cleveland's main team, the one you see on national TV, the one where guys are making millions. No, Logan had to go and prove himself. He got tossed in with the hundreds of other players playing on the Cleveland Indians feeder teams, their their minor league teams. Logan got sent to teams like the Mahoning Valley Scrappers, the Lynchburg Hillcats, the Akron Rubber Ducks, where the salary is not millions. And last year in Akron, what was your living situation? Um, so I was living on a couch for a, a little while. Um, lived in the hotel for a little while. They give you a couple nights. Um, How much are you making, if you can divulge or give me a, a range of what you're making? Pay, I want to say it's around 1600 in AA, I think is what it comes out to be, something like that. That's $1,600 a month, but only during the season. No pay for spring training, no pay for the off-season. So Logan's salary is just around $8,000 a year. Not 80000 8000 But that doesn't account for living, that doesn't account for... Shipping your car out, that doesn't account for food. Granted, they feed you a couple meals a day, um, but... Logan, and to some degree all minor leaguers, are kind of like living, breathing lottery tickets. When they pay off and make the majors, they pay off huge, earn millions and millions of dollars. But for the vast majority of minor league players, that never happens. They toil away in the minor leagues, making bupkis. And most do not have a giant signing bonus. You see, baseball is a winner-take-all career. There is a very small chance of making huge amounts of money, but more importantly, there is a huge chance of making almost no money. And as far as Logan Ice knew, those were really the only two options. But one day, a couple of years ago, he was at the batting cages practicing, and he got this message on LinkedIn. You know, LinkedIn is like some of those recruiters and stuff that you get like the automated message, like yeah, like that long. Do you remember what it said though? I could uh, maybe pull it up. Let's see what I got here. 
So he said, um, hey, Logan, it's been a minute. It's also a small world because I was in... The message was from an old baseball friend, someone he hadn't seen in a while. So there was some small talk, commiserating about a particular minor league assignment Logan had gotten. Sucks that you got stuck in Mahoning Valley uh, <laughs> last year, which that he's 100% right. Anyways, I wanted to reach out because... I'm Logan's old friend explained that he was working for this new company that had an idea for how players might be able to deal with this super uncertain winner-take-all salary situation. His friend's message said that this company will, quote, help baseball players financially by pooling risk and investing in each other. So Logan's reading this and he's thinking, this sounds fishy. Yeah, no, I, I, that was the first thing I told him. When I, well, I guess I'm fast forwarding a little bit. When I got on the phone, I was like, dude, this is sketch. Like, like I'm going to be blunt with you. Like, this seems like a Ponzi scheme. Like, yeah. this is this, this, there's no way this is a thing. Hello and welcome to Planet Money. I'm Kenny Malone. And I'm Tom Goldman. Tom Goldman covers sports for NPR. I sure do. And what if this pooling risk thing, what if it is a thing? What if it is a completely new way to look at not just baseball, but any winner-take-all career? Today on the show, an economic idea that could change the way baseball players, and maybe the rest of us, think about how we get paid. Support for NPR comes from Newman's Own Foundation, working to nourish the common good by donating all profits from Newman's Own food products to charitable organizations that seek to make the world a better place. More information is available at newmansownfoundation.org. Should I call you Zach or should I call you Cowabunga410? <laughs> Zach's much better. You wrote on Reddit that the Planet Money newsletter is like meeting a noir detective in the parking garage for evidence exchange and incriminating photos. Can you confirm? Yeah. What's incriminating about the newsletter? Feels like you guys have found some deep dark secret that one's supposed to hit the internet. Do you know how people sign up? NPR.org slash Planet Money newsletter. You nailed it. All right. The company that was sending LinkedIn messages to try and get in touch with Logan Ice is called Pando. P-A-N-D-O. And here's a version of the pitch Pando was making to Logan. Let's actually just say you're a first-round pick. Let's make the numbers bigger and more exciting. Okay. You're a first-round pick. As a first-round pick, you have expected future MLB earnings of $45 million. Great. Okay. I'm in. I think everyone's excited about that. Happy about that. This is Charlie Olson. He's Pando's co-founder. The problem is your odds are like a coin flip. Your, 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 your outcome is going to be some version of a coin flip. 50% of the time, you're going to average $90 million. Amazing. 50% of the time, you'll make less than one. Not amazing. Not amazing. Charlie's point is that even if you're one of the most promising players in the world, sure, there is a chance you will become one of the richest people in the country. There is also a chance your future baseball earnings will be almost nothing. You might get injured. You might hit a streak of bad luck. You might just not be as good as everybody thinks. So the company's pitch to players, like Logan Ice, is this. Wouldn't it be nice if you and some of your fellow baseball players could somehow share the risk of this brutal winner-take-all career that you've chosen? This idea is called an income pool. And it's pretty simple. Like... Logan would just get together with a handful of other players in his shoes, so still stuck in the minors, still making bupkis. And then Logan and these players would make a deal. If one of us makes it to the majors and makes it big, then that person will kick back part of his big money to the rest of us in the pool. Where baseball can be zero sum, when your best friend gets called up, 
and you didn't, now all of a sudden, when your best friend gets called up, a little bit of you did. Pando thinks this income pool idea would work for all kinds of fields, but the company is just a few years old and starting out with baseball. And we spent a ton of time asking Charlie Olson questions about how this would actually work. For example, is there a level of baseball player that is too low to join a pool? Nope. There's, there's nothing that's too low. So What about so, right now, Kenny Malone in the studio? That's too low. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's too, that's too low. You've never no. even seen me throw a curveball. I can tell. I, as long as you are on contract by a professional baseball organization, okay. you are available to be a client of Pandos. Okay. So yes, Kenny, you have to be in the minor leagues at least. Mm-hmm. But okay, so let's just say you and I are minor leaguers. Yes. So here's how this would work. And, and we don't need hundreds of people for our pool. It could be as small as just you and me making a deal. Yeah. So then, then Tom and I make this agreement and, and we need to set up the terms of our pool. And we could, we could set whatever terms we want, but there, there is a kind of standard contract that baseball players use. And uh, to explain it, Tom, one of us, one of us is going to make the big leagues. Which one is more likely? You tell me. Um, I'm going to say me. Okay. Uh, because Charlie just ruled you That's, out. That is fair. Okay. Yeah. So Tom is going to make the big leagues and we're in this pool together. And here's how this would play out. Tom will not have to pay anything until he has earned $1.6 million playing in the major leagues. And once I reach that $1.6 million level, I'll kick 10% of the money I make after that back to the pool. Pando is going to take a 10% cut of our pool. So that's 1% of Tom's additional money, essentially. That's their business model. But, but theoretically, this is great for me. Like, I'm stuck in the minor leagues with my crappy minor league salary, and it is now subsidized by Tom's giant big league contract. And maybe Tom makes $30 million a year. I am suddenly a millionaire, even though I'm in the minor leagues. And the contract runs until my career is over or until I paid $20 million into our pool. So... That's a version of the income pool plan pitched over the phone to our real minor leaguer, Logan Ice. Shoot. No, I think I had a couple conversations with him. Actually, all the conversations happened at the batting cage. Logan was pretty intrigued by this idea, and he he had tons of questions initially, but he says it really kind of boiled down to one question in particular. I was like, what's the worst thing for me as a player that could happen financially with this pooling? And Logan's thinking, well, if no one in my pool makes any money, that's not good. Great, but it isn't actually costing me anything. Yeah, because Pando isn't charging. They're only taking a cut once somebody makes it big. And, and I guess kind of the, the worst thing that could happen in pooling to a player is you make stupid buku cash in the big leagues. Yes. Uh, ironically, if Logan makes stupid buku cash in the big leagues and then nobody else in his pool does, he would theoretically be paying a lot of money to the pool and then getting nothing out of it. That's the worst thing that can happen to me is I'm filthy rich and I'm giving people I'm giving people money and I, I'm helping them like I'm helping them so much more than that money's hurting me. If that was the worst thing that could happen to me, I'm game. So Logan had to figure out what kind of people he wanted in his pool. There's a practical strategy, which is like Logan wants the best possible players in his pool, guys who can actually make the big leagues. But If he goes straight to guys who are way better than he is, then they're just going to tell him no. They're going to be like, I can do much better than you in my pool. I'm not joining. So these income pools are naturally going to form with players around the same skill level, around the same odds of making the big leagues. 
Logan Ice also wanted people he actually liked. He wanted people who felt the same way he did, like they were joining a team. And if they happened to make it big, they wouldn't resent paying into the pool. That's why Logan decided his first phone call would be to one of his best friends in baseball. Calls him up, gets the guy on the line, and starts this heartfelt pitch. I'm trying to build a pool of a bunch of dudes so, like, we we help each other out in the long run. Like, yeah. financially, like, if I were to make it, I'd be more than happy to hand you whatever I make, make your life a tick better. Oh, that's like, that's a very personal pitch. Yeah, you, you do put your heart on the line a lot. I mean, it's a lovely idea. Two friends facing the terrible odds of baseball together by binding their careers together. And Logan says this friend, he seems to take it all in. And then he responds. He just basically says, I'm that's betting against myself. I'm not betting against myself. There's no way I'm not doing it. And I'm like, ah, I was I was more frustrated. Like I put my heart out there a little bit. And because we're friends, I was legitimately trying to help. Yeah. Like I thought this was the best thing that you could possibly get in. And this is the weird contradiction at the heart of this entire idea. Pando and Logan, in this case, are asking some of the most confident people on the planet, professional athletes who want the bat in their hands with the World Series on the line, they're asking them to also consider that the odds are they'll never actually have that chance or any chance in the majors. And I find this particular part of Pando's plan like so compelling because like, in order for this idea to work, There need to be professional baseball players who can live with this cognitive dissonance to be able to believe in their hearts that they will make it big and yet somehow also understand that they will probably not. And actually, that's one of the big questions around income pooling. Is it a problem to introduce the idea of failing to professional athletes. One of the employees at Pando told us he's run into some resistance from agents who represent baseball players. They're worried if an income pool is a kind of insurance policy, maybe the player won't try as hard to make it big. And and to be honest, I, I do not find that particular concern compelling because like the idea that having a backup plan that is the fraction of someone else's salary would somehow make a professional athlete try to make it big less like I I don't buy that it disincentivizes the athlete however there's a slightly more complicated issue that came up in conversation with Charlie Olson Pando's CEO I think that for the casual fan there is something that they might think about if a pitcher and a hitter are playing against each other and they're in a pool together Uh, right right you're saying if you have a pitcher who's in a pool with a batter, there is potentially uh, on the face an incentive for the pitcher to throw a nice big softball to the batter so that uh, they're both benefiting from you know that particular person's success in that moment. Um, and if I were a fan watching, I probably would be concerned about that. Yeah, I yeah. think that's right. And we should say, this is a concern Major League Baseball has about income pooling. Would these pools create situations where players would want to be less competitive with each other? Charlie Olson made a few arguments about why he doesn't think this is a problem. I'm sure we can all kind of agree that there are many ways in which, you know, a a player might be motivated to see a player on another team succeed. Sure. And yet, at the end of the day, competition reigns. 
For example, a brother facing a brother. We don't seem to worry about a brother being less competitive in order to benefit the greater family. But, but Charlie's main argument is that if it's money you're worried about, it's just a better deal to be as good as you can possibly be. Because remember, if you're in one of these pools, you still get to keep 90% of what you earn. You only get a teeny portion of what your poolmate is earning. So why would you intentionally mess up to help your poolmate's value, which hurts your value? It'd be the silliest bet known to man. Okay. It it exists in the world. People are going to have to make up their own mind about it. Yeah. Pando is happening. According to Charlie, there are now about 140 players currently in 25 different income pools. And as of this season, three of those players have made it to the major leagues, played in real major league baseball games. One example is a guy named Robert Duggar. He is now a pitcher for the Miami Marlins, and he is in a pool with eight other players who are not getting paid yet, remember, Duggar would have to stay in the major leagues long enough to earn $1.6 million, and that would take about two years. But then, money would start flowing back to his pool. And, according to Charlie, when you run the projections for all the players in all 25 Pando pools, enough players should make the majors to earn a quarter of a billion dollars collectively. And that could mean $25 million flowing back into pools. In other words... These income pools are on pace to work for a lot of baseball players. And Pando is already expanding this idea. They've launched income pools for professional football players, and the company is about to try and get pools going for business majors, for people graduating with MBAs. He takes his lead, held on by the first baseman, Hall. And now the pitch, the runner goes, swinging a pop-up left center field. Randolph in, and he makes the catch, putting away ice for the first out in the bottom of the second. Logan Ice has played an entire baseball season since I first met him back at spring training. From the belt, 2-2, two, two, swing and a miss, he got him on a good fastball. So season started off rough, I guess. Um, yeah. Didn't go as well as I was hoping it would go. Um, but that's just part of the whole gig. Logan says for a good portion of the season, he had trouble at the plate. He had trouble batting. And as a result, He's not really sure what that is going to do to his chances of making the big leagues. But there was some good news. Logan got enough other players to join his pool. It's up and running. There are five players, including Logan. The pool members are spread out all over the country. Logan didn't know them all very well when they joined the group, but now they do all stay in touch. I mean, now with technology, there's so many ways to, you know, get a hold of people. Sure. But, um Group chat. I mean, we got a group really? chat. Really? You talk to each other? Yeah. Yeah, we talk to each other. We got a group chat going. Like about uh, like what? Like I said, whatever. Baseball, just catching up. And if you think about it, for Logan, like he's in exactly the position an income pool is for. He, he had this tough year in the minors. He's not sure what his odds of actually making it big are anymore. And before, Logan had exactly one lottery ticket himself. This income pool, it has bought him four more. This message comes from NPR sponsor TIAA, committed to the idea that while most things in life run out, from clean shirts in the morning to a favorite dessert at night, lifetime income in retirement shouldn't. Learn more at TIAA.org slash never run out. Hey everyone, this is Cardiff Garcia. I'm the co-host of The Indicator from Planet Money. This week, we are looking at how the cost of housing is about much more than just money. Listen to The Indicator from Planet Money to hear more and for your daily economics news. Hey, 
Planet Money is looking for our next great intern. We are accepting applications through November 4th. If you're interested, go to npr.org slash careers. It is a few clicks away from there. You'll figure it out. And it does pay better than minor league baseball. I will say that. Today's episode was produced by Liza Yeager. Bryant Erstadt edits our show. Alex Goldmark is supervising producer. And a special thanks this week to the Akron Rubber Ducks for Logan Ice's walk-on music and other season audio clips that we used in this episode. I'm Tom Goldman. And I'm Kenny Malone. This is NPR. Thanks for listening. Let me ask you an important question here. Your name is Logan Ice. Is that a real name? It is a real name. That's your given name. Yeah, it's my given name. And do you and have walk-up music in the uh, in the minors? Yeah, we do. And, yeah. and tell me go. what your yeah, mm-hmm. I, I know yeah, what you yours know where, is. Where it's going. <laughs> yep, you know, no ice ice oh, baby. I, that's right. cold as ice. Right. Um, I've even got a couple frozen's before. Um, <laughs> like let it go. Yeah, some let it goes. <laughs> yeah, but but mostly ice ice baby yeah. for visiting visiting teams to play for me. <laughs>